0: Hello and welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Craigers. And I am the other host, Miss Melmoy. <clears throat> and tonight is episode 53, where we will be discussing The Haunting of Hill House. And its many iterations. By... Yes, and its main iterations. Uh, um, we're going to take a look at the novel itself by Shirley Jackson, and then we're going to look at the original 1963 film adaptation, we're going to take a look at the 1999 remake, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new television ten episode I something think? like that something television small like that. season event. I'm not sure the event of the season. You could just the rearrange event of those of words the season. <laughs> for the haunting of Hill House that will be premiering on Netflix next week. Um, nice. So it's good stuff. The Haunting of Hill House, of course, is a classic uh, horror novel. The original film is very well regarded. The remake is there. And (laughs) we're going to do some chit-chatting about it. But first, we'll do some horror headlines and just kind of like talk about what we've been up to lately spooky things are happening it's october
1: it is october it's
0: time it's the time of our people things are here um i for one just saw hellfest oh yes you was did so much fun <laughs> nice just really enjoyable um it's not getting good reviews oh but This is, it's one of those ones where, and this happens a lot in horror, it's a perfect example of um, something I like to bring up a lot, which is the fact that movie critics are, especially when it comes to horror, are usually wrong. But people listen to them anyway. And theater critics are usually right, but nobody listens to them. So my advice, don't really pay any attention to what anybody is saying about Hellfest. Mm -hmm. It's really, really fun fun it's not no it's not crazy original but if you are halloween obsessive if you love going to haunts, halloween obsessive you're gonna appreciate this movie
1: well and they've got a a hellfest themed haunt i want to say it's at dorney park but it could also be at six flags they're like the same thing to me um, Yeah, in pennsylvania I think six flags because i saw that like Six Flags Chicago is doing it. Yeah, that checks out. So it's probably Six Flags. But they've got a a Hellfest-themed maze, I think, is what they've got.
0: That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Aside from, like, the the one scene in the beginning, basically, where we kind of assemble our characters, the whole thing takes place at, you know, this giant haunt. It's a traveling Halloween carnival that this group of college kids (laughs) is going to. Yeah, right? (laughs) We're traveling. But of course it turns out that someone is there um, stalking and killing people in the haunt. And we see from the opening prologue that this person has gotten away with it before they kill someone and then make them look like they're part of the attraction. And nobody finds the body for like three days. That's
1: almost like kind of like this, the thing that was going on in Devil's Little Helper. Yeah. A
0: little bit, I feel like, with the decorations outside the house. Yeah, it's kind of takes that and runs with it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, but it's fun and uh some kind of like recognizable like young faces, uh for people in horror. Um Bex Taylor Klaus, who was watching oh. the Scream TV series. Yeah. And um who was Bullet in season two of The Killing. Um, really good show. So she was uh a delight and I would a like delight. to see her become a screen queen. So that was, that was fun to see her. Um, and then the lead. Oh my God. I cannot think of her name right now.
1: That chick. Crap. Oh, oh she's really here. familiar though. Let's see here. The lead was her name. Natalie. Natalie. Yes. It was Amy
0: Forsyth. Amy Forsyth. Okay. Well, I don't know why that doesn't, there was rain. Edwards as Brooke. So. Oh no, okay, yeah, then it was, then it was Amy. Um she's from um season two or three of Channel Zero. Oh Um if like anyone out Channel there watches Zero. that as well. She was in the um the the No groups. the No End House season. I don't remember if that was season two or three. Oh she was in the path. I don't oh know the path. What she did With the path, that, but she was in it what's his face okay apparently
1: she did play quite the character because she was in like all 12 episodes (laughs) so she did something significant in the past
0: yeah that's supposed to be really good and Mm -hmm. creepy um so yeah and um actually there uh for us uh kind of a i mean his voice is in it throughout and then he does like a little small bit um the legend himself mr tony todd is in hellfest so the the Barker so it was fun. So if you're, yeah, if you like haunts um, and all things Halloween, I would check out Hellfest. Nice. Yeah. That um, nice. What else? What else? What else? Oh, I've been watching the Purge TV series. Are uh, you watching? I have not watched it yet, no.
1: Not yet? I also have, like, the shittiest cable deal, and yesterday I about had a meltdown because you know what I can't watch, I stream. I find you know on Google Play or what have you, and I paid for an entire season of a show on Google Play, and they had a back-to-back like season finale, and they only put up one of the episodes on Google Play. Oh. And I was so enraged. And then I was like, all right. So I was trying to watch it on the like sci-fi well, website. Like, did they combine it into one? No, thing? it was just the first episode, and I was like, oh, what that's the so. Hell? So I went, and it's kind of horror related because it's Waynon Earp and there's like horror elements. It's considered like an action or horror. So there you go. So yeah. there you go. Um, but, and I was like, so, I was like, what? I can't go on anything because, like, you know, like I have friends who watch it who are not going to stop themselves. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I can't go on Twitter or Tumblr until
0: I figure this out, and I'm not waiting. You want to get. Started and the, it's worse because it's not like it's any random episode yeah, no, it, it was, was the like finale the
1: finale and i was like really pissed and i was like trying to then watch it on sci-fi's website and they wouldn't let me even like log in unless i upgraded to like a plan that was an extra 20 bucks a month just to get this oh one channel and i was like this is why people end up pirating content is because you make it so difficult for them to watch it in legal way yeah yeah um, I eventually did get to watch it, but um,
0: how did you get it? Was it Google Play or was it Amazon? It or? was uh,
1: no, I couldn't even. Well, this is what was annoying too. I went on iTunes, I went on Amazon, and they were they were both two episodes behind. They only had oh, wow. like, an episode from from two or from last week up, and I was like, this is torture. So I eventually had to like
0: you know, do what you do. See, and you're totally right because I don't understand why. I mean, I I guess I kind of understand, but like making it so difficult for people to find and watch your content. Yeah. It's just, it's just people aren't gonna, I mean, like you're invested, right? But like other people are not, (laughs) if if other people aren't invested or like new viewers, like, like want to try and find it and watch it and they can't like it's just gonna like lose them viewers in the long run because people are gonna be like well this is too fucking either expensive or ridiculous for me to find and watch so i'm just not gonna watch it yeah
1: so it was Mm -hmm. like yeah i was like i i was like this i like went on a rant at everyone because i was so angry but i eventually did get to watch it it's very good i would recommend it to people out there it is a supernatural western horror Nice. Um, about the descendants of Wyatt Earp who have to basically go out and kill zombies.
0: <laughs> Sounds amazing. That's like
1: their job is like they have to do that. So uh, it's pretty good. That's that's a horror headline, I guess. It it had its season finale. What would be last Friday yeah. as you're listening to this. Um, and I guess uh,
0: that... what? No, sorry. I was just saying, like my headlines. I feel like are all just like things that I've been. Doing and reading and watching lately anymore? Well,
1: there's not a lot.
0: There's not until we get to Halloween.
1: There's really not a ton happening. Barreling towards Halloween, like people put up their their schedules. Like starting tomorrow, tomorrow being October first for us. um, Yeah. ABC, I guess, is starting or whatever the fuck they call themselves now, um, is starting their 31 days of Halloween. It's the first year they're doing the entire month. Instead of just like Which the last exciting. 12 days. I know. I was like, listen, we're all like tomorrow. It's pumpkin time. Yeah. For everybody.
0: I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to decorate my apartment after we're recording. So there'll be, all my decorations will be up by the time this episode is up as well. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But yeah, the purge, the purge has been, the purge TV series has been all right. Hmm. All right. Um, it's I was kind I wasn't sure how like long form storytelling was gonna work you know over yeah. one night um and there's a few stumbling blocks and things that like I personally wouldn't have done if I were the writer or the creator but they're making it work nice and it's fun and they're definitely adhering to the spirit of um the movie half of the franchise and you know I just as has been discussed many times I just Enjoy all things the purge, so
1: yeah.
0: No, it's, we've it's, the purge support. is great. I just like, I, unless it's on the friggin'
1: CW, like, I can't watch any, you can't get it, <laughs> you can't get access to except it, except to like get it
0: after the fact.
1: Um, yeah, and I was I even
0: was sure it'll be, to, be you know, well, Netflix or Hulu shortly
1: to log in with people's accounts, right? With people who do have this stuff, but if you have Xfinity, I can't log in because it knows that I have Xfinity. So it won't even let me try to log in as somebody else. It just straight up says like, "Oh, you don't have this." So it's like, "I'm like, what the? I'm trying to do this and play by your rules."
0: I'm just, I'm, I'm so sick of it, and I'm, um, I'm so I don't know for you listeners out there. Not that you need to know my business, but like, I'm so I'm moving in two weeks, and kind of taking the opportunity to become a cord cutter because I'm tired of paying a, you know, ridiculous amounts for, for, you know, Xfinity and cable. Um, when, you know, you see all these people being like, I, I watch whatever I want by doing this, this, and this. And I was like, well, I want to do that too. So I can save money. And just trying to figure out how I can still watch the things that I want to watch has been a bit of a headache, but yeah. I think I figured it well, out.
1: And that's why I was like my plan. Cause I was like, I have a smart TV. I have Chromecast. Like I have all these things, but like, I don't like my, my fear is like, okay, now it's like tomorrow is 31 days of Halloween. Like I obviously I want to watch know. that. And like when it's Christmas time, I'm going to want to do the same thing when they do the Christmas movies. So it's like, they get me on these weird little events.
0: Yeah. I, so I discovered and I have to look into it a little bit more. But um, uh, Amazon Prime channels, Mm. which are basically just like a bunch of, you know, cable and network channels that you can essentially subscribe to for, you know, different price ranges um, and just you it's like a la carte TV, basically. You decide what you want. I would
1: love that to be how I do TV.
0: Yeah. And, like, it's, like, you know, HBO, I think, is the most expensive option. And that's, like, $15 a month if you want to do the Amazon channel it's of HBO. It's
1: what it costs to do it on cable.
0: Exactly. And then, like, um, I think the the normal ones, like, um, TBS and et cetera, et cetera, those are, like, 4 or $5 a month or something like that. So... I don't know. If any of you guys out there, like, use Amazon channels regularly, or if you, like, you're like, this is what I do, like, let us know. Because that shit's expensive as hell.
1: I had a meltdown yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mainly just because it was every legal way I tried to do something. I was thwarted.
0: You are thwarted! This is how
1: Batman happens, is because of shit like this.
0: And but what you- about Batman's dick? You know have you what? heard about that? No. No? Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, Batman's dick. <laughs> so I guess in the new Batman. Oh, uh, yes. I did hear about this. You yeah, see his dick. Okay, yes. I'm with saw you his now. penis and then there was all this backlash. So they like stopped printing it and then reprinted a new one where you don't see his penis. And mm, so now I'm the gonna penis ones are going to be worth a shit ton of money if you have one.
1: Yes. No, I, I heard about this.
0: Yeah, and I was like, I just, like, I don't need to, I just want to see it. I don't need to own the actual comic book. Um, Luckily. Yeah, no, I am like, trying to find it amazing, online now. Some amazing soul put a, had a picture of it, the, picture like, the before and after in an article. Even in the one where you see it, it's, like, in shadow, and it's sort of just, like, poking out of the shadow. And it's, it's not seeing... like it's, like, you know, Borat, a giant dick in your face. Yeah,
1: all I'm seeing <sighs> is, oh, wait, I think I see it. Interesting, Batman.
0: Dick. You see it? You see the Yeah, one.
1: look at that Bat- a shadowy Batman Dick. It's Batman's dick. Now we know what it looks like. Fascinating. And then I see the after version where they just made it not there at yeah, they're all. Yeah, they just covered it in shadow. Fascinating. Good shit, kids. Good Shit. Though. Um, but yeah, if you guys care, well, I guess so. To make us relevant for you when this episode goes up, right? Is um. Oh, that's too far. Bring it back. So Friday night, October fifth. There's a crap ton of stuff. Um, there's the Ghostbusters two is playing on Pop, whatever channel that is. Uh, HBO Zone is playing Warlock. Aliens is on IFC. Stephen King's It is on HBO Zone. Alien three is on IFC. For oh, it's Aliens. I was like, are they skipping Aliens? Insidious will be on Sci-Fi. Oh. Um. Insidious Chapter Two will follow right after it, four twenty-six PM specifically.
0: What? Okay. I don't know, but okay.
1: Adam's family will be on Freeform. Um, Paranormal Activity will be on FX. Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. That's important. (laughs) That's different. Um, Dracula Untold, that was terrible, will be on FX. I didn't see that. Uh, Scream will be on Stars Encore Classic. Apparently, that's a classic now. Um, Sixth it's Sense will be on WGN. Fine. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit, and then all
0: weekend—that's a good, good lineup for. for, you know. for, for uh, That's just for Friday. Friday.
1: You can find this all on Daily Dead. They've got a thing for basically all of 2018's Halloween. Oh, nice schedules. It, they, it started technically on September
0: 28th,
1: but we're we're in the zone now. Yeah. Well, and then I think
0: it's maybe it's them. But um I also think Halloween it's like Halloween movies on TV dot com, they like they give you all the schedules just like side by side for like um like the five big like sci-fi thirty one days of horror, freeform thirty one nights, hmm. uh Disney's Monstober, um
1: Disney's Monster Over. I do like Disney's
0: Monster Over. Uh oh, AMC Fear Fest, which they've cut theirs down to like two weeks, so fuck them.
1: Yeah.
0: And um TCM's uh classic monster horror, which this year I believe is the mummy. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Good shit. So Yeah, it is good shit. It is good shit. Alright. Um, well, Yeah, we can um, talk about other things that we've been reading and watching and partaking in later or as we go on, Mm -hmm. but um, shall we get started talking about um, The Haunting of Hill House? We shall. Okay. Love it.
1: And in a twist of, not a twist of fate, just a fortuitous turn, my friend actually got me a bunch of little mini magnets that were all shirley jackson oh yeah, yeah. um books it was kind of adorable because i actually like brought her she came over because i was like oh i like got a rewatch, haunting of hill house and she had never seen it so i was like oh do you want to watch it And she was like yeah sure and she like kept her cool because it was like a belated birthday gift i guess and she gave them to me and she was like yeah it was really weird when you texted me about watching of
0: she was house. probably so freaked out she was like does she know how could she know she didn't even know i was getting her a gift now had she seen it before
1: no, she hadn't. Did she like it?
0: Yeah. Oh, um, good. Yeah.
1: I she she okay. hadn't seen any of them, but it was just that we watched just the, the, the original. original. Oh, okay. I have a weird relationship with the 90s one that I
0: will get into when we get there. I do too. And I, and I, I wasn't going to, but I did decide to rewatch the 90s one. Um, actually, late last night when I got back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was good. I passed out when I got back. Not passed the, out. But, you know. I don't know where I found the energy. But I was just like, yeah, let me watch the 99 one, just for,
1: cause I don't think you had texted me yet to say you weren't back yet and I just gave up. I was like I'm going to go to sleep. I know. I thought
0: so. <laughs> I'm sorry about that by the
1: way. No, I was not playing. I was like I'm not here for this. So I went to bed and then I know, it's
0: that kind of thing where it's like like you reach a point where yeah. you're like oh this is not going to happen tonight, you know.
1: No, and I and I went to bed and my cat woke me up at 4:30 cuz he wanted me to feed him or whatever. So I got up to feed him and went back to bed. and I went to check the time and I saw then that you had texted me at like whatever
0: time to be like oh like maybe tomorrow and I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yep. Yo, I know. Well, yeah. And then when I didn't hear back from you, I was like, a thousand percent, she was already in bed. Yeah.
1: Which, which is impressive, out. considering I basically bolted out of the bar and like was like, I need to go home because I'm tired. <laughs> I went to yeah. a hair. We we both had different Harry Potter functions last night. Yeah. But mine was we a little more Harry boozy Potter than his. things,
0: but completely separately. Very different Harry Potter things. <laughs> yeah. But both but, involving alcohol, yes. but. In different ways as well. Yes. <laughs> so. So. Yeah, but it was a good night. But here we are. Here we are. To Haunt at the Hill House. To Haunt at the Hill House. So, remember. um. How do I yeah, remember? I don't know. Do you want me to kind of take it at first? Or do you want to. You can, yeah. In? <clears> I mean, <throat> we'll just, you know, do so what just we do. Tell- Shirley Jackson. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Shirley Jackson was born. No. <laughs> long time ago. So. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away,
1: in San Francisco.
0: Well, you know. Yeah, basically, it is what it is. So, the haunting of Hill House is the uh, second to last uh, novel by Shirley Jackson, um, the great Shirley Jackson, the great, um, who many people will also know for um, We Have Always Lived in the Castle and uh, The Sundial. So, um, it was written in. 1959, or published in 1959. Um, it's a gothic horror, haunted house novel. <laughs> um, we have to. There's a lot of qualifiers with this.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah. gothic horror, psychological haunted house, mystery,
0: uh, mystery. drum, uh, drum, erotic, <laughs> erotic, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, depending on your reading bit. of it. Yeah. And so. It concerns the story of, um, a, uh, a team of, um, well, people, I don't, amateur research. Okay. So Hill House, Hill House, (laughs) the aforementioned haunted of The the dinosaurs. Hill House is a mansion located somewhere. We're never exactly United clear. States-ish, in the United States-ish, probably New England, but maybe well, not. Maybe the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, it's it's not clear, but it's a mansion that is uh, eighty years old, or or ninety. The movie does one, the books the other. I like, can never remember yeah. which. And. Uh, it has a terrible reputation. And so our story concerns uh, a scientist um, or a paranormal Dude, researcher, yeah. um, Dr. John Montague. A
1: pseudoscientist.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, a pseudoscientist who wants to assemble a group of individuals from around the country who have experienced paranormal. phenomenon in some way and he wants to see how they react in hill house he's trying to prove the existence of an afterlife or the existence of the supernatural essentially the spirit world the other realm and he is only able to get um two people to respond to the uh experiment eleanor vance um who is our protagonist in the novel and whose head we are inside um for the the entirety of this the story, except for the first and last chapter, um, and a woman named Theodora, the- uh, and then they are joined by uh, a young man uh, named Luke, who is the heir uh, to to the manor.
1: Because it's not a gothic piece of fiction without an heir.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's this is damn right. And so the novel is, of course, about the, um, attempts to find scientific proof of the supernatural and, um, to document real paranormal activity. And, uh, it quickly becomes clear that, yes, there are strange things happening in Hill House and they seem to be focused on Eleanor. Um, but it's not exactly clear why or what is happening. Um, Eleanor... Maybe has some sort of telekinetic ability, maybe doesn't. Eleanor is maybe going insane, or maybe she isn't. Um, There are ghosts, or maybe there aren't. (laughs) (laughs) I love this book. (laughs) Yeah. And sort of tragic haunted house gothic events occur, And different philosophical discussions are had, and all sorts of creepy things are happening, and there's knocking on doors, and um, strange sounds, and creepy dogs, maybe. And it's eventually decided that Eleanor's psyche is breaking down, and uh, Dr. Montague sort of declares that um, it's not safe for her to remain at Hell House and... He he says it's time for her to go. But Eleanor, um, who has had a very um, sheltered and sort of cloistered life, taking after a very ill mother who passed away, does not want to leave Hill House. She feels that she, Hill House... Yeah, she snuck there to begin with. She, like, jacked a yeah. car. And- <laughs> yeah. She's like, this is where I belong. I'm, I'm meant to be here. So... Um, When she's forced to leave, she sort of jacks the car once again and. um, She restole the car she already stole from her sister? Her sister
1: in law? Her sister, yeah. Her
0: sister. Yeah. And um, the novel ends with Eleanor, spoiler alert, you guys, um, ramming the car into the tree and it kills her and she dies on the property. And. We're not entirely sure if um, this was because she was um, psychologically disturbed um, and it was a suicide attempt or whether something um, otherworldly was influencing her and had a hand in all of the events that happened at Hill House, including the accident. The accident. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that's just kind of like talk about the novel
1: well my thing first and foremost when it comes to and I guess you talk about this whenever you get to any Shirley Jackson stuff but like this novel is like the biggest example of like terror fiction versus horror fiction
0: yes that's a big one and
1: like when people talk about terror fiction and like the thing is you realize after reading this that a lot of stuff that you read or watch is actually more terror fiction than it is actually horror but basically the difference is like a kind of before and after. Like horror is like a lot of what Stephen King does where it's like look at this horrific terrible thing. Like Children of the Corn, it's like, you know, look at these kids who, you know, killed their their town and are now sacrificing all these, you know, the, the adults and all this other stuff. Like that's horrific. And it's mm-hmm. kind of your reaction to events. Whereas terror fiction is like in this book specifically is like the possibility of there being something that you can't see or can't control and you don't know whether it's in your like it's just like it never really fully breaks the tension it's Mm -hmm. always just like there's something in the shadows there's something around the corner there's like if you turn you don't want to turn around because you know something's going to be behind you and like that's kind of terror fiction which is arguably a little bit more in my opinion scary just because we know that I don't like to show
0: the monster yeah. And I think I was I think like maybe like maybe we can even go so far as to say that the difference between terror and horror is showing the monster,
1: yeah,
0: or not. Yeah. In terror you would not. Um and in horror eventually you do. Um maybe and 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 sometimes terror gets like is like the first layer and then you move into horror maybe when you when you show the, the children of the corn yeah. so you're seeing people or you um, reveal the werewolf or you actually open, you know, the closet door, which, yeah. um, which never happens in the haunting of Hill house. We never show, any monstrous things and questions, we never open the door. Um, and there
1: are scenes where I feel like they directly reference that too. Like that first night when her and Theo are like holed up together in the bedroom because they're hiding from whatever's in her room and they think about opening the door and like they eventually, they don't, like yeah, they, neither of yeah. them can really like bring themselves to do it. And it's like the difference is that they didn't, like you said, like in horror they would have and you would have been like, oh my God,
0: there's a, there's a, there's a creature yeah. in there. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of hold terror as like the higher form of yeah. um, It's definitely a lot
1: more difficult to execute well.
0: Yeah, because um, you have to you have to find a way to still leave your reader satisfied with the story without breaking tension, right? Without revealing the monster, and and that's hard to do because it very easily can leave the viewer, the reader feeling cheated if you never, um, sort of satisfy the, um, the tension that you've been building as a creator. Um, but it's done very well here. Um, sort of a la monkey's paw. Yeah. So that's a really good example, actually.
1: Um, yeah, and it's almost like so like it's you say like you know you have to keep them engaged with the story. I feel like terror fiction like relies really heavily on a stronger like like characters and and character driven plot than it is with mm-hmm. like um like Stephen King even talks about too that when he talks when he comes up with a story he always starts with a scenario and then sort of builds around that, so he thinks, you know, he likes to think of, like, what if, like, you know, it's So, and you can very easily right. see that in the stuff he does, where he's like, well, you know, what if crazy Nebraskan children, what if vampires in New England, what if, you know, all these things, and then kind of builds a world around this, this idea of this thing that is going to, like, you know, terrify you, because his thing is he wants to get in your face with the scary shit, hence the hedged animals in The Shining.
0: Old oh, hedge animal, terrifying, mm-hmm. terrifying. That
1: being said, I would say in The Shining, that scene and that entire sequence with the bees nest or the hornet's nest yeah. is a really good example of like a little bit of terror fiction in there, and that like still like messes me up, like because it's like it's just it was the entire thing was so unsettling, and you knew something was wrong about it, but you couldn't quite place it until it was like happening, and it was like oh,
0: and then it's too late. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a yeah. That's a perfect. Example as well. Um, yeah, there's something about... And I think, like, like terror horror... Terror horror fiction. Terror, terror horror fiction. fiction. The spooky shit. Is something that was seen a lot um, around this time um, in radio. Because of radio. Yeah. was It was a great way to tell terror stories. Because, by the nature of the medium, you couldn't show the monster. And so it was... You just had to sort of describe it, and so in that way, I feel like the haunting of Hill House is very radio esque. Yeah. Um. Just in how it's written, which I think is really interesting. There's got to be a radio drama adaptation
1: of this somewhere, right? That would be really and adapted cool. to film. I'd love
0: to listen to it if adapted
1: there is. to stage. No, there isn't one. Well, I guess what we're doing is this. Out of, no, I don't think it's out of copyright.
0: Well, we're mm-hmm. going to have to pitch it to somebody. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, 59. So not, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Um, well, copyright be damned. I was thinking, um, I think, like, Are you gonna read I want to take a look at the opening paragraph, Oh, wait a minute. Um, which is super famous, and I think uses some really interesting <laughs> language oh, yeah. to unnerve us, um, <laughs> grab my right. copy you guys can't see it but i grabbed my right. copy so i can follow Start. along <laughs> follow along and so so i'm gonna i'm gonna go from uh no live organism to so the first word to the end of the final line okay or, or the famous line yes yeah okay so no live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality even larks and caddy are supposed by some to dream. Hill House, not sane, stood by itself against its hills, holding darkness within. It had stood so for eighty years and might stand for eighty more. Within, walls continued upright, bricks met neatly, floors were firm, and doors were sensibly shut. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked there, walked alone." Girl, girl.
1: In my edition, that's actually the only part on the first page. Nice. So it's really nice. Um, Nice. Yes. But what?
0: But what an opening! Right? Haunted house or hill house was not sane, and I'm like sane. See, yes, yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) I love the suggestion that the house is alive. Yes. Which is such
1: a gothic thing because it's like taking houses character to the next level.
0: Yeah. And and this interesting thing that Jackson is doing with sanity is connected to dreaming. Hmm. And the house is not sane. So therefore you know, therefore we're like, okay, so you we're to imply that it doesn't dream. Um and you know, by the end of it, you know, uh the walls are upright, the bricks da 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 It we get everything we need to know about Hill House, right? Yeah. It's, Live, it's not sane, and it looks normal, but underneath that, it's very sinister. And what a perfect way to set the stage, right? I mean, well, yeah, and there's that famous fear the most something that looks normal and is actually very dangerous. Yeah,
1: well, and it, that famous line, "Whatever walks there walks alone," and it's like <clears throat> it's almost like when you and I were at Penhurst, and we had to walk past that that one. Um, dormitory wing that everyone talks about being, like, not-so-haunted, Quaker Hall. And it was just looking outside of it, and it was like, yeah, it looks like, you know, a normal sort of, you know, administrative dormitory building, but it was, like, just the knowledge that people had had experiences there, you know, like, whether you believe in this stuff or not, it's just like, yeah, there's just something off-putting about the whole thing. Yeah, Um, And, you know, like, everyone has, like, maybe they didn't, like, I guess people... Like, we didn't have it to this extent, like, the creepy house on the hill, but there was always that house that, like, even if it didn't have a story around it, it just weirded you out a little bit. Like, there was one by me that legit looks like the house in Bates, like, not Bates, well, Bates Motel, but um, Psycho. Psycho. Like, it literally looks like it's the exact design of the house, and, like, since then it's been really built up around it with, like, a target and shit, so it's less creepy now. But it used to be just... Like hills Alone. and shit, yeah. And I was like, I always passed it, and I was like, this, you know, this is kind of weird and creepy. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I, people live there. Normal shit happened there. It's whatever. But I was just like, something about this is creeping me out because it looks like the psycho house.
0: It looks super fucking creepy. No, yeah. We had, and this was interesting because there was when I was in high school, everybody, or not even everybody, but just like a couple people started talking about this old. Abandoned house.
1: Was this the one I asked you about up the hill, the one day? Oh, maybe. Possibly. Keep
0: going. Possibly. Um. Like you know, sort of around where I grew, or you know, whatever. Like in our school district, mm-hmm. um, there was just sort of like out in the middle of nowhere, on its own. It was the it was an old house. There was like a barn, and it's. Sort of became this thing. Everybody just called it the house, like in our little group, and the house. And some people, you know, who like, we're we're gonna go out at night, and how close can you get, and do you want to go inside, and there stuff or whatever. But you know, you had to be careful because somebody like still owned it, and you know, there were all you know all sorts of rumors and stories, like oh, it was a drug den, or oh, this happened there, or they. Which probably and, what that's probably the more accurate of the stories was that right? it was a drug den, <laughs> right, and. And I only went out there the one time, um, and it, it did end up being really freaky because we were kind of in like the little like makeshift dirt driveway, and then someone realized that like behind us and across the street, this guy was just standing at the mailbox watching us, and it was just like, I, just, does he live there? Does he own the house? Does he whatever? It was. It was creepy, though, and we just, like, backed up and drove away, and, you know, it was... And that was that, but, the, yeah, the house itself looked wrong, mm-hmm. um, but that may have been the context of what we were doing and yeah. the well, stories surrounding
1: that, it, that's but... That's part of it, too, right, is, like, you see what you expect to see, and the people go into Hill House, like, knowing that the townsfolk don't like it, the staff doesn't stay after sundown... The staff is also really fucking creepy. Um, yeah. You know, and that just, you know, you go in knowing that there's, like, shit wrong here. That, it, you know, at the very least, people just don't like it here. So it kind of colors your your interaction
0: with it. Right. Which I think is an effective tool for Jackson to use and set things up this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we know going in that Hill House is not right you know and in one way or another um and even if it takes the characters maybe a, a little bit longer or they're not quite as believing we're on edge and we're expecting something to happen yeah um, which of course you know she's telling a terror story so you want to start off making your reader it skewed skewed um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't really have
1: a house like that. Like Penhurst was always that place where kids like would go yeah. and like go in and go traipsing around. And like, we even talked about it in my AP psych class because we discussed Pennhurst in my psychology class and she was like, okay, real talk. Like how many of you have been there? Even though, you know, we're like, we're not supposed to be there. Not a post. Yeah. And there's like right across like the way from Penhurst. actually, there was this, um, old bottling factory for like, I guess it was for beers and stuff and it closed down And it's totally abandoned. Like, you'd look at it and it looks like Chernobyl in there. It's, like, post-apocalyptic. But somebody owns it. um, And people would go around in there. At night, apparently, it is a pretty big, like, drug denny place. But there's, like, people were saying some guy sometimes wanders around with, like, a shotgun. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. What an extreme. (laughs) Yeah, well, they said they claim that he's, like, a hunter because it's right next to state hunting grounds and he knows the guy who owns it. So he like uh, takes it upon himself to like guard the property or something. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds hella illegal to, you know, just wander around with a shotgun. Yeah, like, that's menacingly. Mad. So I don't know if that's true or people were just like scared. Um but yeah, I mean there's there's something there's something about old structures and things that happen there or may not have happened there. I found out Actually, it's total bullshit because I can't find any corroborating evidence, but it's a fun story. It's not fun, but it's like a story you tell it is right down from my apartment. So the road splits in my apartment. And if you go this way, which is left, um, you go to civilization or whatever. And if you go right, which is Visitation Road, is it eventually dead ends because it used to be a road that like connected to like the state hospital that's there, the state hospital still works, mm. but this road doesn't connect to anything. It goes down and there's some houses and stuff and you get to the very bottom and it, you can turn off to go to Moyer's Dump, but that's closed so it's a dead end that way. And then it dead ends just completely. Like there's a thing that says road closed and there's fallen trees on it and everything. And it goes into the fucking woods on Old Baptist Road. And there's. Well, that's yeah,
0: creepy. Yeah.
1: And there's houses back there. There's like crumbling houses back there from like when people live there. And now obviously they don't. And they're like, you know, basically decaying homes. And there was one back there that people claimed like had been like this thing where this guy like had set the house on fire and was trying to kill his Ooh. family and stuff and like people have gone back there like with cameras and shit because they're like what is it it's creepy as hell like no matter that what sounds
0: it sounds so creepy yeah no
1: matter what it's yeah it's the first of all old baptist road sounds like a really creepy road name <laughs> yep um and then you've got these houses down in the woods on old baptist road off of visitation drive like it all just sounds really freaky Hard path, yeah. So there's that, but it's like I can't find any corroborating evidence that this event ever happened. Yeah, people just talk about it on the internet.
0: So I think it actually got you in the movies. You have to go to the library, you have to go through microfiche. Well, here's right, and you have to turn the microfiche montage, turn
1: the thingy, yeah, (laughs) and get really close. Um, I do think it kind of got conflated with this story of this thing that did happen at a church. Not at all close to there, but not super far away either. Where it was like this this Easter like tragedy. Basically, this dude showed up, and he had just been served divorce papers from his wife, and he showed up at the church after his wife and daughter were getting out of Easter Mass, and like had a murder suicide basically in the parking lot. And that was basically, I think that story got plucked from that and got kind of put Mm -hmm. into the story about this creepy house because basically the story there is that he killed his wife and daughter and then set the house on fire. So it's funny how, you know, folklore and, you know, local lore and that shit
0: gets transferred around. No, yeah. And, of course, there's a lot of local lore around Hill House.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, We get uh, the story. Um, The house was built by Hugh Crane, um, a textile industrialist. Um, who built it for his first wife? Uh, but it's she died. There's always a wife, but she died. Um, but she we, died right Jill. before she could see the house. She um, died, she Jill. That's what it was. She died, Jill. <laughs> uh, in a carriage accident. Same. And, and then his second wife died inside the house when she fell down the stairs, cause unknown. And, um, his two daughters were left to battle over the inheritance of the house. The elder daughter won out and occupied Hill House with her uh, companion from the village. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Anyway. laughs> uh, and, and eventually died there and uh, the companion um, committed suicide after, yeah. you know treasure so so hill house has this this dark history this dark lore and you know that's is, is that why it's haunted maybe was it was it already as suggested was it born bad somehow and yeah influence these things Which to happen
1: i love so much right because it's like and we're talking about a fucking house but it's like you're talking about a person where it's yeah. like you know it's like basically if you substitute house for person it's like this you know this child that was born between these two parents you know and the mother passes away before she can you know dies in childbirth what have you you mm-hmm. know and this kid's kind of set up for misery and it's like but it's a house and it's just so cool the way like that happened That's i mean not for it. the people in the story that sucks but sucks to be them
0: sucks, to be them. sucks balls sure does and so, mm, so. So um let's move into talking about uh the original nineteen sixty-three film yeah. because it's a very faithful adaptation for it the is. most part. And um, it's considered so,
1: one of the it's still considered like one of the top tier horror films out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh Martin Scorsese put it on his list. Um, do you remember he did that list a couple years yeah. ago? Like the, the eleven like, essential were the 11 essential horror films of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, The Haunting was the, what he put at number one.
1: Well, and Stephen King wrote a lengthy ass fucking review of the book in Dance yes. Macabre. In Dance Macabre. Yeah. He loves which it. Which you guys can't see, but I'm holding it. It's up.
0: there. He's got it. I can tell. He's got yeah. it. Which, which just. Um, Dance Macabre in general, by the way, is a fascinating. Fascinating. Incredible book. It's Stephen King's reflection on the horror genre. Um, And obviously, since it's from Stephen King, he knows his shit. And um, if you love horror, I recommend it. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, but yes, he does have a very lengthy essay about.
1: Steven Spielberg also brings this book up, or this movie up. I could see that as one of his big shits. I don't know, his big films. as a
0: youth yeah as a youth as a youth yes and it's a good one mm-hmm. um it was a yes yeah, so uh shortened just to the haunting uh when it was adapted um 1963 directed by um robert wise great robert wise and starring julie harris as eleanor claire bloom as uh theo no last names to you. Um, Richard Johnson plays uh, uh, Dr. Markway he's changed from Montague and then um, the great Russ Tamblyn as uh, Luke Sanderson Russ Tamblin from West Side Story and um, many of you will know him as Dr. Jacoby in Twin Peaks that's the guy that's the guy so um, and they don't change a whole lot
1: no, I think they change a little bit of Eleanor's backstory. Or they cut it out for the most part. They sort of like. Yeah, because a big part of her backstory is, like we said, you know, she's like the ailing mother and stuff. But basically, she gets to Hill House by stealing her brother in law's car when they say she can't go, because she, she gets like this invite or whatever. this She's the thing for the call for, like, you know, people to be part of this research group. And it's a whole thing. And she's like, I'm getting out. And I
0: think they cut most of that out in the movie it's really fast yeah yeah it's just kind of like oh you can't have the car but i want the car well you can't and then she takes it
1: yeah like you just get the feeling that she's kind of a shy sort of closed in woman but you don't really know the details of it in the movie yeah Um, but you do know i think that her she like has guilt about her mother dying
0: or being on the
1: verge of death
0: yeah, because she because she was... So what her mother would do is bang on the wall with her cane when she needed to summon Eleanor at night, you know, for the bathroom or if she needed anything. Um, and the night she died, she was banging, and Eleanor, like, pretended to ignore her. So she feels very guilty um, that she has died. died. Um, and so the movie... Um, well let's talk about okay so I think it has a very fascinating um, I love how Wise chooses to open and close the movie right like it's Mm -hmm. bookended with sort of this the exact same images of Hill House itself but it's very um, it's a silhouette right like the house is just completely featureless yeah it's too we can't actually like make out anything against you know the the sort of like dark brooding sky um everything's in shadow it's blackened there's no distinguishable architectural features and it's kind of like we're we're being deliberately shut off from being able to like peer into the house. We're not being allowed to know like what the secrets are or what's dwelling inside there, right? Yeah. It's sort of like this like visual representation that we're not actually going to know what's happening inside the house. We don't. We're not ever going to get a real clear answer, um, which I think is a cool way to to structure the film.
1: Yeah. yeah and it makes sense because again like you never really find out if what you're experiencing like you get the feeling that yeah maybe there is something weird about this place but at the same time a lot of it can be chalked up to what you take into the house is basically what you get back
0: yeah Mm, that yeah that's a that's a good point because everyone's there under the umbrella of this experiment, right? And this project. Yeah. But all four of the characters definitely have their own like real motivations for why they're being there and for behaving the way they are and what they believe about the house or what they choose to believe about the house. Um, And it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a commentary on like the unknown is sort of like subjective to each individual
1: yeah.
0: or, or what they're going for there. But it's definitely interesting. Like, um, Theo, she's, um, she sort of portrayed to us in the movie as being both untrustworthy and we read her as being like a genuine psychic. Yeah. um, and so she's an interesting one because we're not sure if she's playing a game with, like, the other guests in the house because um, she's jealous of the attention on Eleanor or, or what her deal is. Um, and she's coded as a lesbian, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially for the 60s.
1: Yeah, it was wild. Although it's that predatory lesbian type feeling, you kind of get right. with it, because she she's has... like all over Eleanor, who's like, I'm meek and small,
0: and what do I do, yeah. and da 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 da, and she's, she's like... yeah, right, she's like the spinster, and, yeah, and, Um the spinster 60s, a lesbian. Yeah, you know, how they were. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's, like, inexperienced and stuff, and she's just trying to escape the drudgery from her day-to-day life. She belongs at Hill House. She's expect- she keeps saying she's expected there. I'm expected. And, and that's very important to her. Um, but But Eleanor also, for all of that, though, like, she's... Like, she can be witty and generous and charming and stuff or whatever, but she also can, like lash out um like really savagely like kind of on the turn of a dime sometimes she does that at theo several times um like when she feels accused in particular yeah and because her
1: and theo have adjoining bedrooms
0: right they share their,
1: their dynamic
0: um i think like my thing with eleanor is I kind of like view her as um, wanting to both be Theo and resenting everything that Theo is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird.
1: It's like the very typical, like, do I want to, it's like the opposite of the, do I want to be you or be on you thing? It's like, do I want to be
0: you or punch you? (laughs) you. Yeah. (laughs) Like I think, she wants to be sort of, like, as selfish as Theo is or as, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do me and da-da-da-da. But it goes completely against her nature because she's taking care of her mother for so long, right? Yeah. She doesn't actually know how to, like, be assertive for herself and, and take care of herself. And so I think that's why we see her constantly making up these dangerous fantasies, right? Yeah always fantasizing and that happens in the book a lot and it's more clear in the book because we're in her head um but she's there's this obsessive fantasizing that eleanor does which i think is a coping mechanism and sort of like just her way of life like how she gets through life um coming up with these narratives like the stone lions and pretending she has an apartment and um the one line that keeps being repeated over and over again in the book is that journeys end in lovers meeting. And yeah. she has this idea that she's going to like have this fairy tale happily ever after ending because she's come to Hill house. Um, and depending on how you read what happens to her and why, like that's a really dangerous way to live your life. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't, because it's like not even a zero to 60. It's just like she was constantly living in the 60 while like, like in her mind, she was at 60 while she was living in the zero.
0: Yeah. And she basically
1: jumped at this opportunity to like make that fantasy a reality, but like just did it so like I think of it kind of like almost like, like she's kind of, Like, she's a shut-in, ultimately, right? Like, it's a shut-in person who fantasizes about not being a shut-in person. And it's, like, basically, she represents kind of all our worst um, sort of, like, you know, fantasies that we have or things that we wish could happen or obsessive kind of focuses on things. Mm -hmm. Um, But she acts on them. Like, you know, like, these are things we would never really, like, act on, right? Like, we think about them and we're like, that's nice and I really want that, but I can't, you know, I also understand where reality begins and you know th- things I want in my head end for her it's like there's and it, that kind of like is the first um par you know paragraph in the book too it's like she can't distinguish between like for her like because of the way she's lived sort of shut in there is no difference between reality and the things she wants it's like okay like i'm finally getting what i want not like this isn't healthy or this is weird or like you know, there's no sense of danger. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because it's 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 spun, and it's like this is for me. I've been chosen. The house wants me to be here, and she's finally, yeah, finally the center of the tension. It's finally like the convergence of the fantasy and the reality. Um, to her, um, it's great because all of them are. Untrustworthy, unreliable narrators. Yeah. Essentially. And we, their perceptions about Hell House, we as the audience can't trust or believe any of them. Um, and because of that, we also don't get to fully comprehend the house and what's going on there, which is a great move um, on the part of both Jackson and. Uh, the filmmakers I think um I love the camera work yeah in the original yeah
1: it's very very well it's not shadowy because you know like it is black and white but it was like but it is very shadowy
0: (laughs) yeah um like good use of low angles um like, especially, like, when Eleanor's, like, looking up at the house, it's very disorienting. Um, it makes the house feel very predatory. It's looming over her. Um, it's as if it's hunting her. The great, sort of, like, gothic um, long hallways. She runs down in her diaphanous gown. and. Yes. Um, there's that awesome, I think my favorite one is the one, it's like the first or second night they're there and she's coming down the hallway and it looks like we're sort of like in fisheye lens. And then as she comes, um, to like to the end of the hallway and so she's like, sort of like center frame we realize we've been looking at the shot for through the reflection of a mirror yes uh, i was like that's is a brilliant sort of little little trick that the camera does and i think sort of like a call to what really is one of the things going on with Eleanor is that she's she's kind of a narcissist, right? Yeah, just a just a very she's very self obsessive, odd version of one, or not like one yeah, we traditionally it's not like see
1: a, a narcissist who thinks they're great. It's just like she's no. very self involved with herself.
0: Yeah, and and um wanting to be the center of the story and, and the attention because now it's her chance to be. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I love, I kind of like that, that shot and this idea of like the monstrous mirror, the, um, the idea of not liking our reflection when it's sort of forced back onto us. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because, like Haunting of Hill House and and the movie, which only came out four years after the novel, like they're kind of regarded by a lot of horror scholars as this moment where we entered like the new American Gothic. Interesting. Um, and where the old Gothic, like traditional Gothic, maybe we might think of it as Victoriana Gothic, um, was concerned with like the symbolic womb or hmm. the representation of, of sex, the repression of sex and sex as self. But in the new Gothic, um, it's sort of just a direct interest in self and the fear of ourselves. Um, and so rather than dealing with the symbolic womb, the new Gothic deals with the symbolic mirror, hmm. uh, being turned back on ourselves You know, the 60s kind of this rise of the me culture, which I think we can all agree has continued through to today and um, taken to an extreme. Um, And so with Hunting of Hill House, you kind of have it straddling both and taking us from old Gothic, moving us into new Gothic, dealing with both sex and self, dealing with both the womb and the mirror and this kind of, the new thing that everybody was afraid to do, which was to look at their own reflection, you know, to find that Hyde is within Jekyll.
1: Nice. Does that make, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. <like> a, nice. <laughs> which, I don't know, I, I, I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like no, I like that a lot, and I'm like a sucker for mirror shots and just
1: all the unpacking you can do anytime there's a mirror, like,
0: right. and somebody
1: is acknowledging that there's a mirror, and I'm like, well, well, time for three pages to write about this, <laughs> we're gonna
0: talk about that. Mirrors were first invented by
1: um uh, Mr. Mirror, <laughs> by uh,
0: Mr. M- James Mirror,
1: James Mirror in 2000 BC. <laughs> And he thought, "Well, look at that! Look at that! <laughs> I think everyone could use these. Yeah, it seems it seems like it would. It's a sticking concept. It's a sticking concept. I'm actually curious now when mirrors, but I feel like we can never date that right because it's anything that gives a reflection. Gosh, it like yeah. goes back to Narcissus in in Greek antiquity, right? Looking. Hey, himself, there we go, Narcissists. Looking, yeah, we have Narcissus. He looks at yeah. himself in the. Uh, that's where the that's word comes cool. from. Um, in the the ref, he looks at his own reflection for like he like dies looking at his own reflection. He dies basically. Right.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So maybe like, do we interpret as like maybe maybe one interpretation is Eleanor being in Hill House. She's forced to reflect like on herself so yeah. much that that's what kills her.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it's like. You know, thinking about the psychology of it, it's like, you know, she's out there. It's like kind of like when people like um, talk about going to college or going abroad or moving away from home for the first time and, you know, they discover things about themselves or they explore right. things and they do things. And usually it's pretty constructive because they're not just focused on themselves. Like they're doing that next to 30 other people on a dorm floor who are doing the same thing. Right. Like, everyone kind of has that experience together, and you make friends, yada, yada. Like, it's like she had her, like, going to college, going abroad, just getting out of her bubble experience, but it was just with herself.
0: Yeah. And it was,
1: like, both self-imposed and, like, just the nature of where she was going.
0: Right. That happened. Yes, that's true. And it's not It's not only is it isolating, too, but, like... um, it's still very passive for Eleanor, right? Like she's invited to take part in this. It's not like she sought out the experiment, you know? I mean, yes, she chooses to go and she steals the car and what have you, but like, you know, for everyone else, like you, you apply to college and you get in or you, or you yeah. get that new job and you move cities and it's, it's a bit, those things are a bit more active. And this is sort of like Eleanor talks about, like, she's just waiting for something to happen to her. Yeah. Um, and maybe they, I think maybe there's something there, too. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, because she always assumes that she's, you know, the main character. She's the hero. So in her mind, like, something's going to happen to her that this is destiny or fate or it's part of the just the way things are supposed to go. So she never really takes an active role, even when things are getting dangerous and getting kind of weird and in her head not going correctly. Like, she just assumes that it will fix itself or right itself because she's finally... You know, getting what she deserves and what, and what she's always wanted.
0: Yeah. I, there's so many layers to this story. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to talk about.
1: Yeah, I love it. Less fun to talk about, though. And less layered is the 1999
0: <laughs> remake. <laughs> yeah, I guess we did say we were going to talk about mm, it. We got to get oh. to it. I did, oh, well, right. I did
1: mention to Mr. Craggers. I have a weird sort of vibe with this movie. Yeah,
0: let's, do you want to talk more well, about that? so but, the reason,
1: what it goes back to is, I was a kid, and I think this was actually before I even caught The Shining, remember when I said that I caught The Shining when I was yeah. like 9 or 10 or something on TV? I want to say that this was before even that, and it would have had oh, wow. to have been, right? Because it was 1999, so, somewhere between Wendy, do you
0: remember when you caught, like how old you were when you caught The Shining? I was
1: still living in Philly at that time, so I would have had to have been younger than 11.
0: Okay.
1: With this, it was around the same time, but I distinctly remember this being earlier because I do remember being younger and kind of asking my mom about it. Because what I remember seeing and still sticks in my head is the scene where she's in the white nightgown going up the stairs at the end and yep. the whole bit. And it's like, and it's in my brain. And I knew as a kid, I was like, that's kind of weird and disturbing because I was a kid. You know, even looking at it now, I'm like, that's not all that scary. But it was like, it's been in my head ever since. And like, I just knew it's funny because it's like, I knew that that movie, like that scene, I didn't know much about it, but I knew that it was called The Haunting like I just I had osmosis that I guess over the years, and I knew it was based on the Shirley Jackson book, even though like I had no idea of Shirley Jackson beyond like the lottery yeah. like yeah, it was just was this, like, I don't know this cultural osmosis that happened after just seeing this one shot of like Eleanor going up the steps in her nightgown at the end to go you know kill herself or you know I don't the movie's stupid, but um yeah. It was just this, like, it's difficult to describe because it's, like, just such a weird feeling, but it's almost like, I don't know, because it was just, like, it was such a picture of what you expect out of horror, right? Like, a woman in a nightgown in a creepy, you know, dilapidated, gothic room, walking upstairs, about to die. Like, the whole thing just freaked me out as a kid, even though I saw 30 seconds of it made me tops. <laughs> and that was but that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> In a way that it's kind of effective, right? Yeah, I was like, that works on a you know a seven year old. Good for you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, the the remake, the nineteen ninety nine one. Man, if it doesn't have a stacked cast, (laughs) (laughs) right? Liam Neeson, Owen Wilson, Catherine Zeta Jones, Lily Taylor. Yeah, and like I knew in my head, right? Like I know that they were in that, and I knew that over the years, but I haven't watched this movie in a long time. And so when I decided to rewatch it, truly on a whim last night, because I was not going to, yeah, I just kept being like surprised each time someone showed up because I was like, oh right, oh right, new <laughs> and. And there's a lot of talent in here. Um, I mean, even like you, like Virginia Madsen makes the cameo as the sister. Um, And uh, Bruce Dern is Mr. Dudley. And you're like, okay. Um, But even with all the talent, it's not that good. No, because, well, they change a bunch of
1: shit up, too. Yeah, they
0: change a lot. And they make it overtly Supernatural.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing. It's like you did the thing that was the opposite of what the book was trying to say.
0: Yeah, the uh, this is this in this version of the story, it's very clear that um, something otherworldly is ha- going on at Hill House. Yeah,
1: and they changed everyone's names. I don't
0: yeah, the the doctor's name has changed again, and for some reason, there's, like, two more characters that are only there for a little bit, and it's like, well, why? What is the point of view?
1: Like, it's Uh, very much, like, a typical horror
0: movie.
1: Yeah. And a typical 90s horror movie. Um, and they have this whole weird, stupid mythology about... And I think this is what really got me as a kid was that whole, like, okay, it's purgatory and the stairs go to heaven and everything else is hell. And, like, my mom explained that to me because I remember being like, what's this? And she was, like, trying to explain it in a way that, like, would make sense to, like, a seven or eight-year-old. And, like,
0: I think that part really flipped me out, too. I don't know. We also... I... We share a similar experience, yeah. unsurprisingly, yeah. about our exposure to this, because I remember, I think it was on TV, maybe my parents rented it, but I, I remember catching it on TV, and I can remember vividly a specific scene again. It, it wasn't the scene at the end, but it was, um, it's the scene right after um, Catherine Zeta-Jones gets there, after Theo gets there, and they're sort yeah. of just walking around, opening the rooms and, yeah. And going up the stairs, and then there's like they're in the carousel room with the mirrors because okay, that's a thing. Um and I just like remember seeing Catherine Zeta Jones like turn around in the hallway, um, and being like, "What is this?" And then like my parents being like, "It's the haunting," and like, <laughs> like it's a thing. You it's the haunting, Craig. It's the haunting, and I was like, "Tell me about the haunting," and you know, and, and tell me more. Tell me more. I don't more. know. If, I don't think I was interested enough in it time to watch it and then I think I caught the whole thing maybe like two or three years after that um after having seen the original and I was like this is not that good but it's it's not terrible I'll say that no and I mean
1: it's just nothing compared it's not what it should be
0: no and it's not true to the spirit of the story either
1: No. And, like, that's the thing, right? It's, like, not even that it's, like, not super well executed. It's that it takes... It, like, breaks all the rules that, like, Shirley Jackson set up in the novel and then was in even the 1963 one. It was, like, let's just make this as, like, mainstream and crowd-pleasing as possible.
0: Which... The, The 90s were such a strange time for horror. Um... Uh, and you know and th- this was kind of one of those ones where th- that happened a lot in the 90s and the early 2000s where um everyone was like let's use cgi to make things scary because we can do things that we couldn't do with it before and you know like you've got like the weird like ghost children and stuff in this yeah, one because the there's this whole kids. mythology with like the the dead kids and all that which and it, like doesn't work. Makes me
1: wonder about this TV show and the route that they're going with it. Yeah. And that. Like I'm like, are you trying do to be a pre what do you which prequel are you trying to prequel?
0: Yeah, do we want to talk about that? We can.
1: Do you have anything more to say about the ninety nine version?
0: Not a whole lot.
1: Yeah, I mean it's basically the nineteen sixty-three version, if it was super mythologized with like more nineties era plot less characterization, and Catherine Zeta-Jones.
0: Yeah. She was big in the 90s. She was big in the 90s, and yeah, yeah, and she's in this. Uh, Liam Neeson is uh, The Doctor. Which is a great casting in a terrible film. (laughs) (laughs) And then Owen Wilson is Luke, and it's why...
1: Yeah, right. And he's not even like the same Luke. Like it's a weirdly different. Oh yeah,
0: no, he's not. Yeah, he's not like the heir character. He's just a guy. Who's he's just there. a guy who's part of the study. There's like this whole thing where he's not being honest about the purpose of the study, and he tells them it's for like a sleep insomnia thing. And I'm like, this doesn't actually add anything. Like, so yeah, no. strange, strange choices, strange changes. He was also big in the '90s, though. So yes, that's the... true. A weird time, 1999. Um, and so, uh, the uh, the property wasn't touched after that uh, until um, now, until next week when the um, the Netflix adaptation will drop on the 12th. Um, once again, return to the full title, uh, "The Haunting of Hill House." Um, and there's going to be ten episodes um in the first season um, i don't know if that means they're hoping for a second season or
1: I hope not because I feel like something like this needs to be contained unless it's like really good and you found some magical way to do this, but I don't know I mean I feel like I mean even the book the original book's really short it's like more like a novella
0: yeah uh- mm-hmm. is it, it, it is it is really short, so it is interesting to. To to think about what they're they're gonna do with it, um, um, and of course I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, Carlo Gugino's in it, um, which should be interesting. Um, Michel Husman. Hous- I never know how to say his name.
1: Oh yeah, that guy who was from Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Dario. Dario Naharis. Dario Naharis. Da- he was also and, in um, uh, *Orphan Black*. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, t- 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 uh, oh, the um, the little girl from um, we talked about her. She like makes she's like the horror sequel person. She makes all horror sequels better. She was in *Ouija: Origin of Evil* yeah, and, and about that creation. Chick,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, she's in it actually. Um, she's like a little budding scream queen. So uh, we're going to get you in your little. Yeah. um, Crime. Lulu Wilson. Yes. There you go. So she's in it. Um, she's adorable. So we'll see. They dropped the trailer not too long ago, actually. Um, and it got a lot of buzz. Oh, she was in Dr. Strange, but her scene got cut. (laughs) Oh, sad.
1: Oh, she was also in Deliver Us From Evil.
0: Oh. She we saw old. that together. We
1: did. She is, um...
0: It was not good.
1: She might be the youngest Scream Queen.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's 12.
1: <laughs>
0: she must have been really young then in Deliver Us From Evil, wasn't that... I don't like... even
1: remember a thing about that movie, so...
0: I remember the zoo was involved. There was a zoo issue. The zoo. Why don't I remember the zoo
1: there was like an attack at the zoo where the animals were acting weird oh wow. okay that was like the impetus of like
0: the story okay the cop was believe, investigating I something believe, I, believe, I remember <laughs> i remember he's the cop yeah and he like used to be a marine
1: yeah so he's he's got that drama going for him
0: and nonsense yeah yeah, yeah. that maybe wasn't
1: I don't remember him having a daughter, but apparently he did, because I assume he was her daughter. For all I know, she should oh, be something else. Probably. But um, yeah, look at her. She's racking them in. That's three horror films, a horror TV show. Yeah. Which, so. the trailer for this, where the kids are like, what if I had a dream about me dying and getting my throat cut and, and falling yes, out yes, of a yes, building yes, and, yes, and my getting my lips set on My t- <laughs> up,
0: and then and it's the same. Would you wake me from that dream, Mom? And she's just like, yeah. Oh. Yes. Carla is <gasps> like, What?
1: Actually, I might not. Maybe it's best if you <laughs> yeah. put you in a medically induced coma, coma to figure out what's going on in there. I think I'm just going to let you be. Yeah. It so, seems to be a, pre- a prequel.
0: That's what I'm more an origin story. Getting, but it's it's if, if it is a prequel, it's kind of going to be like a Bates Motel style prequel. Yeah. Like, a, it's set in Contemporary Times prequel.
1: Cool. Yeah, and they're, like, doing, like, I guess the family that's attached to Hill House is, like, cursed or whatever. Because they make a lot of mentions in the trailer about, like, oh, being part of this family is being part right. of this they
0: have shit. Not that I can find. Like, they've said who's in it, but I don't think they've said character names. No, they're
1: keeping this pretty under wraps.
0: So, it like, that might be because they're playing the Cranes, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. There's no character names. There's no even brief synopsis. There's no episode titles or even confirmed episode count.
0: There's nothing. And from the trailer, it doesn't. Yeah, it looks like it's sort of like a family story, not thing to do with like paranormal investigators.
1: The only thing we know is that this is happening.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's the only confirmed bit of information we really have. It's happening. But the couple early reviews for like screeners and stuff or whatever um, have been really positive.
1: Yeah: No, I I mean, I'm
0: excited. Bloody Disgusting has a review up. If anyone wants to read that, I think um, the guys over at the Hysteria Continues podcast, I think, got to see it, so nice. like it's all been positive. Yeah. For whatever it is. Yeah, because it does
1: look like something that could totally suck, right? Just based on the trailer and the angle they're taking. You're like,
0: that's that could really blow. It does. Because it's not I mean, like when I watched the trailer, I was like, Oh, this is not what I expected it to be. Um, which isn't a bad thing, but it just was different. Um Yeah. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it though.
1: Yeah, no, they've been in talks about this for quite a while, so... And then one day, when this goes out of copyright, Craig and I will make our audio drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do the lottery, too. That always freaks me out. That would be good. That'll be out of copyright sooner. Yeah, because this is, was her, like, second-to-last book, I think. It was, yeah. She wrote it only a couple years before she passed away, so...
0: Yeah. It's, um... And the lottery was, like, one of her first...
1: Yeah, and that was like the big one where everyone was like, let's pay attention to Shirley Jackson. Yeah. And this weird shit she writes. It was banned in a lot of places. Weird ass shit. Got really pissed about it. It's freaky. It is freaky. Because the entire time you're like, oh, whatever. And then you get to the last two pages and you're like, oh, <laughs> and it's like, ah! And you're like, oh, by chick who was narrating the entire time. Sure, I forget her name. <laughs> I also forget. Yeah. But, um. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be. I don't know. I mean it's if nothing else,
0: it's content. Right? It's well here's what content.
1: It'll be what? Halloween
0: content. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is gonna be Halloween content. And it's um I I have faith and I have a feeling I'm gonna like it because Mike Flanagan is directing
1: it. Yeah.
0: And I I really like Mike Flanagan. Like, I've been watching him for a couple years now, Oculus, you know. Oculus. Abscensa is one of my favorite underrated horror movies. Um, the better version ha- of Ouija? Ouija. Also Hush, mm. which is also on Netflix, and it's so good. Um, and uh, he did uh, Gerald's Game, also for Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I know everyone. Else.
1: I started watching it, and then I stopped, because I, I had bought the book. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I did not get very far into it, but it, like, just in terms of like cinematography wise and the way the scenes were kind of paced, it seemed really good. Yeah. But I was but... like I bought the book for like two bucks at a thrift store, so I have eh, to lovely. read it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, I really like Mike Flanagan. I think he knows horror. So yeah. I um... mean he's from Salem.
1: What are you what are you supposed to do with your life if you were born in make Salem, Salem besides make horror movies? Yeah. <laughs> Which I think you he should... said before too, that was like a big influencer on because he was like really into this the history of Salem obviously.
0: Ooh. So he like got into horror because I hope of... that means one day he'll do like a Salem based.
1: The thing is is like I would love to see like a, a legit Salem witch def- trials film that like get, you know makes the point to say like yeah like there are because no... it's like there's this balance there right where it's like there were no real witches it was just all bullshit and it was terrible bullshit but at the same time it created this vacuum where people who do identify as witches and all that other stuff kind of like filled in and was like, we're yes. gonna turn this into Halloween Town 101. Like, and like striking the balance between that, because people either make, you know, the fucking covenant where they go <laughs> way too far, way or, too far, or they make the crucible. Yeah. So it's like, I want to see the balance there. Like, what's the... I'm actually in the middle of reading the Hocus Pocus... In the middle. I'm eight pages in to the Hocus Pocus <laughs> novelization. Um, Maybe by the time this episode's up, though, you'll be in the middle. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting so far the way they do it, because they repeatedly bounce back, at least in the first couple chapters, between, like, you know where you would have page breaks? Um, yeah. They bounce between Salem... 16 whenever and salem 1993 oh. and you're like getting like these little snippets like emily the sister like apparently like would see the sanderson sisters in town and she always thought they were really nice and they were nice to her because they wanted to eat her um you know and like you get these kind of backstories on things and it's interesting, interesting.
0: yeah I hope we don't over mythologize Hocus Pocus, though. (laughs) I know.
1: Well, it's not even like, it's like people were saying, like, because there's this map that tells you, like, where everyone is in Salem. And it was like, oh, yeah, like, everyone knew the Sanderson sisters, like, did weird shit, and just people just let them be because they were out in the woods and nobody gave a shit until the kids went missing. And then it cuts to. And then they gave shit. Yeah. And then, like, that's where the page break is, and it cuts to 1993 when Max is, like, going to school and he's like, fuck Danny. Um,
0: when he's maxing it up
1: when he's maxing it up but um it's interesting because i do think the dialogue as of right now is too modern like some of the things they say it's like people weren't saying that in 1993 Uh, like max at one point says can you not and i was like that's kind of not a that's a very modern i feel like thing that people say is like oh my god can you not like i don't know i'd like that's make like,
0: that's like appealing to the current like younger yeah. reader
1: yeah so i'll be interested to see how this goes either way i'm friggin' excited that i can finally start reading this because i've been holding on to it since july you have yeah you've been holding back um i holding back i bought it after we went to anastasia and Sweeney that's Todd. right that's <laughs> been right so and yeah, you guys remember that me. episode yeah <laughs> It's been sitting and staring at me, so I'm finally able to read it. I started one day early, but who gives a shit?
0: I'm finally, I am finally excited now that it's October that I can read. Did you, I think you got this for me. Did you get this for me? Or was it Colleen? A Season with the Witch?
1: I was like, I don't know what it is. You need to tell me. (laughs) Um, I think Colleen got that for you because it was a Christmas gift. Oh, Okay, and I got you because I had gotten you the witches, which was that Salem oh,
0: yes. book a which I read years last ago. Halloween. Yes, and it was so good. Yes, I mean very thorough. Like. It
1: was very. It was like very like down to like conversations people had like between yeah, each it was, other.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I visited Salem a couple weeks ago, and I bought actually. I went to the witch house, um, which is actually this neat little. Um, it's freaky as fuck to look at from the outside, but um, you go in and it's this little um they kind of recreate what the house would look like and there's people in each room to answer questions for you and stuff and they would explain what things were but basically it was the house of a woman who was accused of witchcraft I don't know which one it was but in the gift shop I bought this book that was basically it was like a guide to hunting witches written in like 1694 <laughs> Um and it was like it's really, it's like, I, I've, I'm I, a little bit into it. It's just really funny the way that it's like, you know, he was like, and, you know, he was like, and, you know, they conferred with the devil and no, you must. It's like all this crucible shit, but it's like real. Like somebody sit down yeah. and was like, here's how you hunt a witch. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting.
0: Nice. Good stuff.
1: There was this great post on Tumblr. It was somebody's protest sign that says, this is a witch, this is a witch hunt. I'm a witch and I'm hunting you. Know? And I was like, Yo. that's awesome yeah anyway point is, we
0: need those on t-shirts we do someone, someone get on that someone send us those yes we'll send you love and appreciation yeah. in return. maybe candy maybe candy but don't take candy from strangers there might be laser blades in it
1: Re- watch um <laughs> killer legends on netflix and shudder if you have shudder
0: and shudder um, i got shudder now
1: um it's a Ooh, Shudder's
0: got some good stuff going on in October. It's got
1: everything. Everything you yeah. could ever want is on Shudder for like four bucks a month. It's great. I would totally a, recommend, guys.
0: Amazing. That's where I'm going to be spending the majority of my October. The
1: first thing I watched <laughs> on there was The Cube, because you know I can't not watch The yeah. Cube. Or Cube, Cube, The
0: Cube, I can never Cube. get right. Cube. I yeah. watch Cube. I got good stuff. But Netflix actually, um, I mean, just obviously, you know, Honey of Hill House, but... Um, uh, they just dropped a movie this weekend, a horror movie that looks really good called "Hold the Dark." Interesting. Um, it sounds like a about a child that's taken by um, wolves, and I, I can't tell if it's actual wolves or like some sort of cult thing. And like they go to like hunt them down. It looks Isn't really like
1: wolves or like metaphorical wolves.
0: Yeah, like metaphorical <laughs> wolves. Um, and then I think it's. A- after Hill House, but also their movie that's getting a lot of buzz called Apostle.
1: Yes, people um, have been talking about that one.
0: Dan Stevens, that will be dropping soon, and that looks really good. Um, so I'm excited to check those out on Netflix. I'm excited to watch a lot of Shudder. Obviously, I'm excited for October 19th when the new the Halloween. Sooners Halloween. Oh, I'm getting there, kids. They... Um, show the trailer before Hellfest, fest and i i was alone but i still just like tweet sure. like i'm to trying
1: keep... to figure out if i want to go watch halloween with some friends because i have some friends who are really jazzed about going yeah. and then but i'm also like but do i want to go by myself or like the you know because it's like being right. there with friends is kind of distracting i'm probably going to see it at least like two or three times yeah
0: like I'm probably going to go by myself. I'm probably going to take Mr. Eric to see it.
1: That's the thing. It's like the first time I see it, I feel like I kind of want to see it by myself, and then go out with
0: with other people. People
1: who, because I have again, like I have a ton of friends who are like, and they get it too. They're like, yeah, like we got to go see it. It's going to be like, it's a thing. Like we got, you know, it's not just like, oh, like you want to dick around. Like they care. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I get like when I when I'm seeing things, I really want to see. Like I got to focus.
0: Yeah. Well, and then like. We're going to be together. How Yeah, we might go. See. It's going to be our friends go to see it. it again. Be
1: like, you guys can go sit at the bar. We're going to go see this.
0: We're gonna go or see you can fight. drink
1: your way through it if you don't think you're going to be pussies about it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Yeah. So, um, anything else we need to say about good old Hill House? No, just I would recommend right. giving
1: the, the book a, a read. It's like a little more than 200 pages, I think, depending on your edition. It's kind yeah. of a I have, the,
0: I have the Penguin Classic this one, one. And I think it's like... I, well, I have it with This the, is also the, a
1: Penguin Classic
0: one. With the, um, you know, with like the orange and black. Yeah, yeah. Like, what you call it. And I think that one's like 198 pages or something. Yeah,
1: so it's short. It's basically like Gatsby length, if you want to think yeah. about it that way. Um, I'd recommend it. If not, I mean, just read it whenever... Definitely. Uh, other shirley jackson i really love we have always lived in the castle it's kind of got a similar vibe um in terms of like there's just some weird shit going on (laughs) in the background um and you know if you want to read something really short read the lottery
0: Very disturbing all good things to check out um if you're deciding between the two movies go with the original the original
1: I know it can be a little bit slow in our modern sort of idea of horror to watch a 1960s horror film that's kind of very atmospheric and like slowly paced, but just
0: give it a go because
1: um, it's really good and it's really creepy.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot to appreciate. That, that's a good one where like maybe you light a candle, maybe you put on your Halloween lights, you get I'm a blanket, like, put on your
1: Halloween hat, you,
0: you put on your Halloween hat, <laughs> um everyone knows of course you know what I'm talking about yeah and then yeah. you sit down and you turn the lights out and you watch it by yourself like that's how that
1: will freak you out that's a that good will, way that to, will yeah, freak you out to convince you of how this you're supposed to feel yeah I remember Mr. Kragers and I had a really good Halloween night a couple not Halloween but like fall night a couple years ago I was down in DC for a family party it was somebody's sixtieth oh, yeah. birthday, and I left. I mean, I went to the party, but then Mr. Greggers got right. off work, and I Ubered over to him, and we sat with wine in his Halloween decor apartment, and we watched um, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah, we did Sleepy Hollow, and it was like a windy night. It was great.
0: That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good, good choice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good um, atmospheric one. It's a good yeah. mood setter. And you know, now that we're in October, set that mood. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got until
1: well, now you're in October it's like we got until midnight to, to prepare on our end, but when you hear this you're already there. Gotta prepare. Gotta prepare. All right. Well, Gotta cleanse. If you wanna oh Oh, boy. Uh, if you want to tell us about your cleansing, if you're preparing, <laughs> um, you can email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at splatterchatter666 minus all the vowels, or you can just search it. We'll pop right up. You can find us on Tumblr at splatterchatter.tumblr.com. You can find us on Instagram at splatterchatter666. You can read Mr. Crager's blog. He's doing his 31 by 31. Is that what we call it? Mm-hmm. Um, Thingy, my Blogs, reviews, horror things at splatterchatter666.blogspot.com.
0: Yeah, be on the lookout for for those. Those will keep happening, including um, further thoughts on uh, The Haunting, the original Haunting, as well as a longer review on Hellfest. Um, and if you want to show your support for the show this Halloween season, you can head on over to our Patreon. Um, patreon.com slash 666 we have all kinds of information over there about uh the show and what it's going to look like going forward and why we would love um, a monthly donation from you guys and what you'll get in return um for those monthly donations depending on how much you want to donate
1: yeah
0: and um if you're a little strapped for cash this halloween season that's okay too you can still show your love by giving us a rating and a review on itunes that would be awesome too And I think that's all we have to say on the matter for now, I believe enjoy october you guys um definitely like get at us what are you doing what are you watching are Which you going should we to haunt do? we are gonna go yeah. we've got we'll, we'll talk about it as we get closer i guess but we've got a new haunt strategy this season <laughs> we do have a new haunt strategy we're coming up with our game plan we want to hear what yours is mm-hmm. um are you going to hunts? are you going on ghost tours um what movies are you watching are you going to re- any cool parties are you going on a bar crawl are know. you doing all
1: of that? I don't. Yeah, you are you doing all like of that?
0: Crazy. We might be doing all of that. We might be doing <laughs> all of that. So, yes, tis the season to be scary, to be spooky. And um, until we talk to you guys next, um, we want to remind you to keep up the creep, especially now. Especially now. And for the time being, we will say au revoir, adios, and das